there, it's Amy. Welcome to ChirpCast, encouragement with heart, humor, and a little sarcasm. If you've been listening for any length of time, there have been a couple of different times when I've shared how God speaks to me. And one of those ways that he tends to speak to me is through music, and the other one, aside from reading my Bible, is often dreams. I'm going to go ahead and take to heart that scripture that says that old men see visions and young men see dreams, or dream dreams, and I'm going to go ahead and say old women see visions and young women dream dreams, and I am dreaming dreams. So technically... I'm going to go ahead and say I'm still a young woman. In this dream that I had, I was standing inside what appeared to be either a large gymnasium or maybe a big hall of some kind. It was huge. I was looking around and I noticed as I looked down at myself, I was wearing a white wedding dress. And so in my mind, just the logical reasoning there was I was at my own wedding. And so I started looking around trying to find my husband, Brian. And I'm looking around the hall and I'm not finding him anywhere. And I'm sort of standing in the back, kind of in the corner, just observing the crowd. And there were so many people there, people that I recognized, lots of people that I did not. I noticed that everybody seemed to be talking, not just, you know, kind of the hushed whispers that you get whenever you go to a wedding and you're waiting for the bride to come down the aisle. It was more like full on loud partying conversation (laughs) like everybody was talking and laughing and it was so loud everywhere and I was thinking wow that's kind of weird if I'm going to be going down the aisle any second now why are they still talking (laughs) then as I thought that I was getting ready to go down the aisle this huge marching band (laughs) came through the middle of the room and started playing music so I'm like, what the heck? This is crazy. I would never have a marching band at my wedding. (laughs) And so I'm looking around and people are talking really loud and they're laughing and just like kind of having a great time. The marching band is coming through. And then the next thing I see is kind of like those Egyptian princesses sitting on those beds with the poles on the side and the guys are carrying them. So somebody starts coming through the middle of the room on one of those. And I am so incredibly confused at this point because I'm thinking, if this is supposed to be a wedding, what is going on? (laughs) It was more like a circus. And the longer I stood there and watched, the more distracted and confused that I got about what was supposed to be happening. And when I think back on that now, it makes me think and wonder Maybe that was God trying to get my attention and say, look, there are important things at hand and you're allowing distractions to get in the way. Wow. When I woke up, that was not my thought. When I woke up, I just remember thinking that was a bizarre dream. But as I look back on it now, it makes me think, yeah, yeah, maybe there are distractions that I have allowed to to come in. Maybe they're distractions that I have put in front of myself. Perhaps they are distractions such as my dog drinking water in the background <laughs> at this very moment. Maybe they're distractions that the devil kind of tries to throw my direction. You know, he tries to get me off track a little bit. And this brings to mind the scripture, Hebrews 12, 1, and it reads like this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. 
and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. My question to you today is, what or who is hindering you? Is there somebody that automatically came to mind whenever I asked that question? When I think about the word distractions, a lot of times the first thing that I think of is my phone because I can get lost on the most ridiculous things. Maybe it's playing a game, maybe it's watching reels on Facebook or TikTok videos or Pinterest or looking up recipes, like it can literally be so many different things. But how many times have I gotten lost or distracted on my own in my mind? And what I mean by that is, here's the scenario. I sit down and I have my devotional book or my Bible and I open it up and I start to read And the next thing I know, my mind has completely wandered elsewhere. Now, my eyes are still moving along the page. I'm still reading the words, but I cannot for the life of me tell you what I've just read because my mind has taken a hike and it is nowhere to be found. And I hate when I do that because I feel like I've done this even with people sometimes. And if you've ever seen my face kind of go blank or (laughs) my eyes gloss over when you're talking to me, Um, I promise I'm not trying to check out. It's just that it happens because I am so distracted with everything. Do not take it personal. I do this to everybody. You can talk to my husband about it. I have been having a conversation with him and literally my mind is wondering. And the next thing I know, I'm in dreamland, like full on asleep. Now, I don't typically do this when I'm standing up. I do not have narcolepsy, but... I do this with God all the time. I spiritually fall asleep because I'm not paying attention. I am fully distracted. So I looked up the word hinder because Hebrews uses this word. It says, throw off the things that hinder you. Or in the King James, I think the word is things that beset you. And so I looked up hindered and The definition of hinder is, it means resulting in a delay. Okay, I like that. I love it because in my mind, when I hear something is hindering me, it means it's completely stopped me. However, when I read it as in resulting in a delay, it's more of pausing. It's kind of like it's going to be a little bit harder to get around But there is freedom on the other side. And I think a lot of times I have found this in the different people that we've talked to in recovery. And my husband and I both went through Celebrate Recovery at our own church. I know people are like, you're a pastor. You should never go to Celebrate Recovery. Don't talk about stuff. Well, you know what? (laughs) I don't care what title you give me. We're still human beings. And everyone has setbacks. Everybody has struggles of some kind. It might be an emotional struggle, a financial struggle, um, a mental struggle. We all have things that we have to deal with. And I think that in Hebrews, whenever he was saying, you know, there is a great cloud of witnesses around us. 
And I feel like that's what we have to be for those that we are around, for the people that we influence, for our friends and our family, and even the strangers that we see at the grocery store. We have to be the encouraging people who are like, you know what, you can do this. Should be that cloud of witnesses surrounding each other, encouraging each other, being cheerleaders for each other in ministry, in our families, in our callings, in the dreams that God has placed in our heart. We need to be encouragers to bring people to their full potential with the help of the Holy Spirit to come alongside them and to say, you know what? You can do this, and I'm going to help you. One thing that my husband has listened to me talk about and dream about and at times complain about is how I wanted to write a book. And for years and years, I talked about this, and I would read a book or I would start a book, and I would tell him after a while, oh my gosh, I could have written this. I totally could have done this. And he would say, okay, we'll do it. And I would say, okay, and then I'd buy another book, and then I'd complain about it some more. (laughs) And this was a crazy, crazy cycle that went on for several years. He finally was like, look, you have been wanting to do this. You need to do this. And he was my encourager. And I was connected to a friend of mine who had actually published a book herself, a couple of devotional-type books for note-taking in church, and I believe some children's books, too. And She kind of gave me some information, and I sort of did a little bit of digging, and then I talked to her some more, and she encouraged me, and she was like, if you want to do this and you feel like God's calling you, you should just do it. I mentioned it, I believe, to my parents, and they were like, yeah, do it. We're behind you 100%. And then I didn't because, you know, distractions, life, and I just kept letting it get away from me. Well, I finally did it, and I wrote the book. And it came out, and I was so excited. And I had a ton of people who came to me afterwards. And this is not to pat myself on the back. This is definitely something that God gave me to do, and the words were completely His, not mine. And I was able to put this book out, and then people told me, you know what? This is such an encouragement. Your book has really encouraged me. And isn't that like full circle? You know, there were distractions, and then... I kept talking about something, and I kept talking about something that I felt like God was putting on my heart, and then God brought people around me to encourage me, like that great cloud of witnesses, if you will. And they encouraged me to move forward in this dream that I had had, but it also fit perfectly into ministry, into sharing God's love, into sharing the craziness of my life and how God has used Himself to show His hand of mercy in my life in so many ways and how much He loves us. And That's my whole entire platform is encouragement. It is not cram the Bible down your throat and pretend like you don't know me at the grocery store because you're afraid I'm going to be like crazy preacher lady. It's more so I want to encourage you in your faith. And today I want to encourage you. Whatever distractions and whatever hindrances are causing delays in your life, sit down. And really talk to God about it. Maybe write it out. There's an exercise that I did once I thought was really cool where we took um, a piece of paper and drew a circle on it and then started dividing it up into like pie shapes. And then we would write things in each of those slices that we were involved in or doing. And then we had to stop and say, okay, now if you had to remove 
two or three things off of your plate right now, which one of these slices would go away? And it got kind of scary because that's sort of like where the rubber meets the road is whenever you realize, God, what are the things that are distracting me from what you have really called me to do? We often run ourselves ragged trying to make everybody happy and we say yes to everything. And we have to realize that saying no to a few things can give us room to say yes to whatever God wants us to be saying yes to. Sometimes distractions can keep us just busy enough to miss our full destiny. I hope you have a great day today. I hope that you are fully encouraged in understanding that we all have things as we run this race of life that try to hinder us and hold us back and delay us from what God wants us to be doing and who he has called us to be. If you're looking for a little bit more encouragement, I'd love for you to follow me on Instagram at chirpcastamy, or you can check out one of the three books that I've written. Yes, I did complete three. I can't even believe it myself. The first one is called Chased by Grace, Real Life Encouragement. The second one is Embraced by Grace. And the third one is Inconvenient Calling. You can find all of these books on Amazon. Feel free to grab one or a thousand. That'd be awesome. Have a great day and I'll catch you next time.